Hello and welcome to the Football Form Labs podcast. We are coming to you from Football Form Lab Towers, high above Putney Bridge. We are going to be faster than the news of the snap election, shorter than Sunderland's odds of going down, and more incisive in our analysis than Luis Suarez's teeth. On the programme today, uh, we have analysis of the Premier League uh, and a bit of special analysis on the relegation battle, who is going down. We're going to talk about the FA Cup semi-finals coming up this weekend, and of course El Clasico, arguably the biggest match of Saturday and Sunday. So let's dive straight in. A shortened Premier League schedule because of the two semi-finals uh, in the FA Cup, uh, which we'll come on to later. But um, Chaps, what are your picks of the weekend's action? Where do you think the interesting games are? Uh, it's all about the battle in the bottom, really, isn't it? Um, mm. So massive games for both Hull and Swansea. So Hull have got Watford at home, Swansea are at home to Stoke. They both look pretty winnable really, they're both playing against teams that don't have a great deal left to play for, Watford and Stoke both set for sort of mid-table finishes. Mm. Um, I think of the, of the prices though, Hull are odds on against Watford, whereas Swansea they're about 2.3 against Stoke, and I, I think I definitely prefer Swansea of the two. Um, Watford are in much better form than Stoke, they've won uh, three of their last four. Um, whereas Stoke have lost uh, four of the last five, so I mean, in terms of in terms of form, they are certainly be taking on Hull at odds on. I be keen to get with Swansea against Stoke. I think. I think you're right. Before we go on, I should probably introduce our, our guest today, which is uh, Charon Gill, analyst and George Petrie, head of content. I'm sure that our regular analysts, uh, Alex Caldicott, who is skiing, and Will Wilde, uh, who is elsewhere, will be listening with a keen interest from wherever they are. Um, um, anyway. Okay, I'll just comment on the game. I don't need to worry. I like the price of Swansea. My only worry is they are still missing Jack Cork, who has been That's a true. Pivotal, pivotal player for them since coming. And they've only won three of uh, uh, 18 games he missed at the start of last season. And at home, they've um, paid the four he's missed this season. The only team they've beaten is Sunderland. And they've only scored one goal in the other three. So it's a slight worry. I think he's, he breaks up play into the other teams. And he's so important for the players like Sinks and, and Lorenzo going forward. Um, but at the price, you know, they are a better price. But I'd just be wary of backing them without, without Cork in the side. Mm. Fair enough, yeah. I think with the majority of those games, he missed probably before Clement came in. Or? Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose. Yes. Well, he's been out for the last couple, last few. They've yeah. lost. Okay. Swansea remain odds on to go down. They're about one point six two best price on odds checker. What do you think of their realistic chances of staying up? Well, they need. I mean, what are they? Three, two points adrift of Hull. You've got to see Hull have a slightly easier run in. Mm-hmm. They've got. Um, I mean, after this game, Swansea have Stoke, which hopefully they. They've got, they've got to beat Stoke. They've got to beat Stoke. United and Everton next two games. It's going to be two tough games, and by then it might be too late. Um, and Hull have got three of their five games at home, and under the new under Silver, they've um, been really good at home. And their only tough, tough game, they got Spurs on the final day, Hull. Otherwise, they've just got bottom, bottom half. Otherwise, they've just got bottom half clubs. So it might not, hopefully for them, it won't go down to that. So you've got to say, Swansea are worthy um, kind of to be. Odds, odds on to go down, but I suppose you never know. You know, one win can change momentum completely. So, yeah. If you fancy, if you fancy taking Carl on this weekend, maybe it's worth backing them to go down as well. Because the price, if they were to win, Swansea were this weekend, the price, that price won't be there anymore. So, 
Do you think? Do you think it's between those two for that last spot? Yeah. Well, you look. The next case is the Bournemouth and Palace, who are seven points ahead of Swansea. So effectively, uh, Swansea have to win three matches, and the others not to win a game. Yeah. Will Swansea win three? They could win because he's winning three or five, maybe. At a kind of best possible outcome. Yeah, I think um, Palace. Palace are in good enough form. Yeah, so. Palace got really tough, right, tough games, but they've got Sunderland's coming. Feel if Bournemouth or Palace win one more game, I think they're safe. You know, mm. safe. Palace. It's only if they go on a really yeah. and Bournemouth and <clears throat> Middlesbrough at home this weekend. Yeah. Um, and as I said, Palace got tough fixtures, but they look to be playing much better football. And one of their fixtures is Sunderland, so you hope that uh, it looks like it's going to be between those two. And I think this weekend will tell us a long way of who. That yeah. Down, this, so this is the the last game of the season. You mentioned Swansea versus Spurs. That could be a huge game if things play out right. It could mm. be Swansea fighting for their life. And it's Hull, Hull Spurs. Is it Hull versus Spurs? Or not? Well, either way, Hull's fighting yeah, for their yeah. life and Spurs fighting for the title. Yeah. Um, but you're right in that uh, it's probably now a four horse race, and that's definitely reflecting the prices. Sunderland 1.01. Um, four horse race and Sunderland and Middlesbrough, we're, we're not interested really. Swansea and Hull is where they're where the debate seems to be among the bookmakers. Um, 1.62 best price for Swansea, 2.5 best for Hull, but then you've got a massive jump at Crystal Palace, uh, a 33 to one to yeah. go down. So people clearly think that Big Sam has worked his magic again. Yeah, you um, think, I mean, I'm probably, Palace are 33, Bournemouth are, I know they have that game in hand, but it's a tough game in hand. Um, mm. Bournemouth are 66 or something like that. Bournemouth are 66 to one. I think probably the two, they're not playing as well. So if you mm. were to think a punt one or two, you get Bournemouth. Yeah. I know Middlesbrough are really short, but they do have a game in hand. If they, if they were to win that, then they're only a point behind Swansea and three behind Hull, so they're effectively still in it. So they look a little, I wouldn't be putting your mortgage on them no. just yet. <laughs> The best option for the relegation uh, treble seems to be in that case. Um, there's the favourite is Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Swansea. So we've obviously established that Sunderland and Middlesbrough that ones go down. But Hull, Middlesbrough, Sunderland is two point five. So maybe that's the one that's, yeah, that's worth a poke. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hull this weekend take on Watford uh, at the KCOM. Where do you think the value lies there? Do you think that Hull will continue their good run under Marco Silva at home? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, so I don't really fancy backing them at odds on, um, and yeah, definitely be a layer rather than a backer at those prices. Uh, Watford are in pretty good form, I think. I know we've sort of said that they're going to finish mid table, but they're kind of close to well, they're tenth at the moment, so mm. they top half finish. Yeah, it would be their best ever Premier League finish as well, so they've got that to keep them going, I guess. Um, yeah, it's true. So yeah, I wouldn't be backing Hull in that one. So obviously that is where most of the action for the relegation teams uh, lies, but there might be a couple of other things of interest uh, on the Saturday before us. George, what have you got? Um, well, the two games I've got to look at is uh, West Ham versus Everton. I thought it was interesting, uh, or Everton looked quite a good price at 2.25, um, purely from the fact that Carroll's going to be out again for um, West Ham and now Antonio is out for the rest of the season after okay. his hamstring and he's their top scorer and they've got the most assists behind Payet who's already gone um, so I think it's the wrong time of season for him to get injured I think West Ham could sort of crawl over the line with this point of season without him there because I can't see where many of their goals are going to come from so I think Everton look a really good bet at 2.25 
Um, and also the West Ham, they conceded at least six, uh, at least twice in six of their last seven. And the company has just been named in the team of the year. Yeah. Up for player of the year, he's in great form. I wouldn't put it past him to score against them. And he's 2.1 they look, uh, to score. They've looked vulnerable away from home, though. Would you not maybe back them on the on the draw no bet? Because they've drawn four of the last seven, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, they've played some quite good teams in that time, I think. I just, I just think uh, West I think without any firepower from West Ham, I think... They still haven't I'm really got in Houston to, to London Stadium or anything. I yeah. All, all the decent teams that have gone there, you know, top six, top eight teams that have gone there tended to run, run right slightly. So. Exactly, yeah. So all of uh, all of their wins have come against teams below them in the table. Yeah. They've lost seven of nine against uh, home teams above them. So. Yeah, so the fact that Everton haven't won that, that many mm. on the road recently doesn't worry me too much. They're still yeah. playing, they're playing, they're playing some pretty good football at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I thought 2.25 was a very good price. Good stuff. Anything else? Uh, I thought potentially goals Bournemouth versus Borough. Yep. Um, Bournemouth, you know, their last eight at home probably had two goals. Uh, the five of those had three or more. Um, Borough sort of find their lives. They have to win matches. They have to go for it. Since Agnew took charge five games ago, he made a point of them trying to score more goals. Um, as a result, three of their five had over 2.5, um, and 2.5 goals this game is at evens, which I think is a pretty good bet. Yep, probably about that. Yeah, I like that as well. I've got over 2.5 in that game. Um, yeah, I think they've managed 10 shots on target in their last two home games, which is more than they've managed in plenty <laughs> under Karankia. So, yeah. yeah, definitely more adventurous. Um, and they're at the stage now where they have to go for it, so yeah, I like goals in that one. Now, the only two. Um, Top six teams not in action in uh, FA Cup semi-finals are Man United and Liverpool, uh, both in action on Sunday. Uh, Burnley, Man United, that could be a very cagey affair. What do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be quite tight, but I expect United to get over the line eventually. Um, they've actually been better away than they have been at home recently. I know they beat Chelsea, but they've been drawing a lot of games at home prior to that. Uh, but they're, they've won six of seven unbeaten away. Um, but yeah, Burnley obviously have been pretty good at home all season. I think it might take United a while to, to break them down. Um, so a couple of bets that I've highlighted in this one are sort of the half-time draw, mm-hmm. 2.25, and the United winning under 2.5 goals, yep. which is about 3.2. So I think that's uh, the sort of the way you should be looking to get in that one. And we'll move straight on to the other Sunday match, which is Liverpool versus Palace. Um, could see a few goals in this one. I haven't looked at it, but it strikes me as one where there might be a few chances for both teams. What do you think, Sharon? Yeah, this is a tricky one, actually. There's quite a bit of significant team news for both teams. So Liverpool still without Mane, Henderson and Lalana. Yep. Three definitely key players for them. But Palace lose Sacco. He's on. He's on loan from Liverpool, so he can't play in this one. And he's been, I think he's been really important to their improvement in recent weeks. He's helped them massively at the back. Um, they won so four under them, didn't they? And beat Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Arsenal as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one to call. I think Liverpool are probably a little bit short, given they're still missing those three. Um, and given how good Palace have been in recent weeks. The bet that I went for in the end was uh, Palace plus one on the Asian handicap, yep. which is marginally odds against. So, but yeah, so I think goals we can expect goals as well, especially without Sacco. Um, 
So yeah, maybe goals are the way to go in, the, in that mm. one. Um, that'll do for our Premier League analysis. Uh, we'll come now on to uh, FA Cup stuff, and we've got first up Spurs versus Chelsea. Where do you think this one is going? Obviously, a big week for Spurs after they watched Man United uh, beat Chelsea, um, meaning the gap in the Premier League shrinks to four points. But of course, the cup is a completely different kettle of fish. Uh, yeah, well, you say that, but I think it's a real chance for Spurs to put down a marker. I know a win will get them through to the FA Cup final, but more importantly, it might even put Chelsea under more pressure in the run, you know. Mm. Um, knowing this team are really in absolute flying form. Um, and it's a tough one because uh, Spurs definitely have momentum coming in, you know, won eight on the bounce, including a couple of 4 nils, 6 nil um, in their last round in, in, against Millwall. Um, and they're certainly flying, while Chelsea have hit a couple of road bumps the last couple of weeks. Their defence that looked um, impossible to get past earlier on in the season, you know, they've uh, mm. only kept one clean sheet in their last eight now. Um, so I was a little surprised to see, I know it's semi final, but I was a little surprised to see uh, overs over 2.5 at uh, 2.2. Um, considering, there's, so since 2012-13, seven of the eight FA Cup semi-finals, I've seen both teams score, um, and four of the last six had three or more goals. Um, I think it looks pretty good value with Spurs at flying forward at the moment, and Chelsea you know, always have that threat with Hazard and Costa Leica score goals. Um, and so that's be, it's be tight ones to call in the betting, they're very, very close. I know Charon, by fantasy taking Spurs on, yeah. but mm. it's funny coming from an Arsenal fan. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I think a safer bet would be uh, to, for over 2.5 goals. So Sharon, you fancy taking them on. Do you think they'll, they'll be phased by their fairly um, ordinary performances earlier in the campaign at Wembley for their Champions League games? Do you think that will play into their, in their minds at all? Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. So they won, it wasn't just the Champions League. I mean, they've struggled for a while at Wembley. They've only won one of the last eight there. Okay. And that was against, they did beat CSK Moscow in the Champions League, but they've lost the likes of Portsmouth, Chelsea twice in cup competitions by an aggregate of seven to one, uh, and they only managed to draw with Ghent. I think it's Ghent, not Genk. And that, yeah. that saw them crash out of the Europa League. Um, so yeah, I think that it has to play some sort of a part. Um, since that draw with Ghent, they've won, they've won all their matches, but they've had a pretty soft run if you look at their fixtures. So they've had Stoke, Everton, Millwall, and Southampton all at home, then Burnley and Swansea away, and then the last two, Watford and Bournemouth at home. So. I mean, they're all pretty winnable fixtures, though. You'd pretty, I think you'd expect Spurs to win those. Let so. the record show that our resident Saints fan has raised his eyebrows <laughs> at the concept of Southampton as a pretty home, winnable fixture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at home, yes, but I think you'd expect Spurs to beat Southampton. But yeah, That'd so they've had a slightly soft run. Chelsea, obviously, been very good all season. Uh, I heard a rumour actually um, that. There might have been a few players ill before the United game. Alonso dropped out, didn't they? I think a he couple did. more of them might have been ill as well. I said that that might be true, but even even so, I don't know. Yeah, I think want to take Spurs on uh, at the price is definitely Wembley. And what about the other semi-final involving your boys, Arsenal versus Man City? Yeah, well, George has had a close look at this one. Uh, yeah, well, it's um, you know it's a big game for both. They're both having the title race, both out of Europe, so it's both effectively the only chance of silverware for the both clubs, which I think both fans kind of seek desperately, like, especially the City fans. They really, I mean, Arsenal have won 
two of the last three, but the Arsenal fans are getting fed up of winning that and want Wenger out and to start in the league again. But um, yeah, I mean, they both can not like, off a win from the weekend, but Arsenal, I mean, they've only, they beat Middlesbrough, it's only their fifth victory in their last 13 in all competitions, and two of those were over non league rivals in the FA Cup. Um, and City come in, uh, they've been, a couple of wins in a row have got a bit of momentum going, but it's one that neither side has a great record against their league's top six. I mean, this season, Arsenal um, haven't won any of their seven meetings with the top six, uh, losing four of those. Um, despite that, they, even though they found the net on each of those, they haven't been, been to nil, and there's been plenty of goals, but they haven't been able to win any of these matches, which has been a major uh, problem for Wenger. Um, and City, although they've won two of ten, slightly better than Arsenal, if you actually go back to 2014, they've only won four of 28 against other top six sides. So, so you think it's quite even that uh, when you look at it that way, but then the prices suggest City are the you know, heavy, heavy favourites. Their odds, odds on Arsenal, I think, best price at 4.33. And to me, that just looked like that's what the price would have been if they're playing at the Etihad. Yeah. You know, they're a neutral ground. Um, Arsenal, as I said, have won two of the last three cups, so been unbeaten there the last four four times there in the semi-finals and finals. Um, and so I just thought the prices, and they've also um, they've also only lost one of their last eight matches against City. Um, so the prices, you know, maybe not backing Arsenal to win at four point three three, but I thought on the double chance at evens was a pretty uh, pretty good bet, pretty good value for Arsenal. Sounds about right. Um... So that's our FA Cup done and over with. Um, we now move on to our final big game of the weekend, which is truly huge. It's El Clasico. Um, big, big, big game for both these teams um, after mixed results in uh, the Champions League midweek and an uh, intense title race, as always, in La Liga. Where do you think this one is going? Uh, I quite fancy Barca. Um, yeah, I think me, George and I disagree on this one as well. Um, I, I'm not sure Real have been as good at home this season as they were last. Um, they're, they're unbeaten at the bottom of the league, uh, but they've only hosted two top five sides, drawn against uh, Atletico and Villarreal. Um, and if you look at their Champions League form, whereas last season they didn't concede a goal throughout the competition at the bottom whereas this season they've looked a lot more vulnerable. Uh, Dortmund scored a couple of times, and I think Legia Warsaw, Warsaw scored uh, a couple of, I mean, three actually. Uh, and also, obviously, they lost to, to Bayern in midweek. So, and away teams, they, they've generally got a, a pretty good record in recent classicos. So, Barca won at the Bernabeu last season, and then Real won at the new Camp once, uh, once Zidane took over. Um, there's a couple of the star names are missing, so Neymar's suspended, and uh, I think Bale's like he's pretty, pretty so likely, yeah, to be out uh, for Real. Um, but luckily for Barca, it's Messi and Suarez that have the, the really good records in the Clasico. So Suarez has scored in four or five, and Messi uh, statue here so he averages a goal or an assist every 60 minutes at the Bernabeu since 2008-9 seven goals and five assists in that time um, so yeah just the prices I thought Real looks a little bit short uh, I'll see I'll be opposite. I think Barca's season is going down the drain and 
space of four days. Knocked out of the uh, Champions League, um, and I think the title race could be over here. I know there's, I think Barca this season, Luis Enrique, part of the reason leaving, something's not right there. They've made a lot of kind of big mistakes, they've had really some shocking games. Um, and I think when they've come up against real quality, that's PSG away, Juve away, they've really, you know, they've really been taken to the cleaners. Um, so I just don't think something's quite right there. Their defence has been leaking quite a lot of, quite a lot of goals. Um, and I know there's the arguments we've had, it's really like three points clear with the game hand, the arguments we made that a draw would be enough, and which could be a strange way, uh, you know, a tactic, but a dangerous tactic because it won by Barcelona. But I don't think that's Real's way, and actually I think the motivation is for them to, they win here, you know, the title's over. Yeah. It's their title, there's no coming back, you know, and I think that's pretty much good enough mo motivation. I also think they've got a certain bit of more steel under Zidane. Maybe he only lost three of, three of 51 games he's been in charge, which is a pretty impressive record, and I think they've got a lot more difficult side to beat. Um, and so I would snap up 2.15 for the win. <laughs> What's their price on the Barca win? Ah, uh, that is you draw no bet or are you going yeah, to you get draw no stick your neck out? I think it's worth getting the draw on side. I know that's not a result that's any good for Barca, but I think Real, Real will certainly be happy with the draw. Uh, so draw no bet's 2.4. Okay. Um, another, I had kind of a theory on the, the Classic A. If you look back at some of the recent ones, new managers have tended to struggle in them. So Villanova, Enrique, Ancelotti and Mourinho all lost their first Classicos. Zizi so if you, one, two, isn't he? Uh, Are you drawn one, one, one? Uh, one, one, drawn one, yeah. But if you exclude those uh, Villanova and Enrique defeats in their first uh, away Classicos, then Barca are one, five, drawn one, lost none at the Bernabeu in the league since 2008-9. So obviously that's, that's pretty strong. <laughs> So yeah, just just at the prices really had to be with Barca. So to be clear, our consensus is non-existent on this one, um, and there's very good reasons for backing <laughs> back, either back team. Draw. Cru yeah, crucially, one. crucially, watch the game because it's guaranteed to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. That is about it from us uh, for the Football Form Labs podcast this week. Uh, just our usual roundup of where you can find us. We're on social media: facebook.com forward slash football form labs. Twitter, tweet at us at Football Form Lab. We'd like to hear your questions or ideas about what you'd like to see included or discussed on our podcasts. Um, sign up for a two-week free trial at footballformlabs.com. We have access to 50 leagues worth of data spanning over the last six years. Um, and have I missed anything? Chaps, anything you can think of? We're on iTunes now as well. We are on iTunes. This is coming to you uh, on both SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, another podcast platform for you we will work out if there are any remaining areas into which we can expand like i don't know whose waistline after he stopped playing let's say razor roddick anyway it's it's enough from us uh, that is the end of the podcast thank you very much very much for joining us goodbye